We could have Murder Margarita Mondays. Murder Margarita Mondays! <laughs> <laughs> you gotta say it like the let's get ready to rumble, dude. Yeah! <laughs> when we're all retired and stuff, and we'll just record on Mondays and we'll have margaritas. You know I can't drink tequila, though, right? Yeah, I shouldn't. <laughs> I can, I just shouldn't. God damn! I'll have my margarita with vodka. <laughs> That's good. Or I'll just have beer. Yeah, we can call it. Oh, <gasps> we could have Modelo Mondays. Okay, Murder Modelo Mondays. Murder Modelo Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> it works just as well. I'm good. I'm good with that. I think it's better. <laughs> oh my god! Hey everyone, welcome to episode whatever fucking number it is right now. It's 29. <laughs> welcome to episode 29. <laughs> we should let Aaron do the intros. <laughs> I write it on the top of my paper so that I don't get mixed up. That's so smart of you. I know. I, you would vomit (laughs) if you looked at my notebook because I literally just find the first blank page and start writing, but it's not consistently the first blank page every time. It's like you skipped a page and then you happen to flip to that one. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it's also like one of those three subject notebooks. Oh, yeah. So you never know which pocket I wrote in. Oh, my God. Which subject I wrote in. First of all. How are we even friends? I don't know. You would, you would hate it. I, so sometimes I can't even find my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I could not handle that. And I can't all. even flip through and be like, nope, Armin Mivas, no, that was this episode. It doesn't matter. They're not in chronological no. order. <laughs> I have mine typed nicely with bullets. <laughs> we are two very different people. We are. We are. And we're besties. All right, Stacy, let's get this show on the road. All righty. Give me your goddamn. My goddamn is that my dad, Aaron, yes. you already know this. I do. My oh, dad took a little spill this week and he fell onto his knee, which is not a big deal normally, other than he just had fucking lung transplant surgery. So everybody's like, don't fall. And he fell. And he's like, check this out hold my beer <laughs> yeah watch me do this fucking sweet swan dive so my dad biffs it and hurt his knee and it wasn't really that intense of a fall but because they have them on so many fucking blood thinners Ugh. because of the transplant it became a big problem and he had to take a fucking ambulance oh my god to the er oh i didn't know he was in an ambulance and stuff that fucking sucks yeah yeah it was real bad and he couldn't stop bleeding because <gasps> from his fucking knee <laughs> on the inside on the inside it became Ooh. this like big old hematoma Ooh, and good word <laughs> and it blew up really 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 big and then it like the skin had nowhere else to go and then it made like this big ass fucking they call it a fracture blister over his entire knee and it's literally a blister over his entire fucking knee oh my god so it looks so gross and not like well they drained his knee to take the pressure off he was in so much pain and no amount of pain meds would help and all the doctors were like this is a really painful injury like we're gonna help you as much as we can yeah sucks to suck you're gonna have to deal with it but they drained the fluid from his knee because i guess it was so tight that his skin was super white so it was cutting off the blood supply to the skin which is really bad so they're like fucking we're gonna drain this shit and so they drained it and they got 700 cc's of fluid which is cups of fucking blood from my dad's knee from his knee that's crazy isn't that weird and then they just lanced the blister today so it's been there for a couple days and they lanced it but that blister was like the size of my palm (laughs) and it like covered his whole knee it looks so gnarly but he didn't break anything thank Thank god fuck yeah they don't know if he tore any ligaments but they're saying that they don't think so but it just takes time for it to heal before they can really assess it and then he had surgery on that knee and he's got like this wire fucking thing holding his kneecap together and so they can't really do an mri on it to see if there's any like tears in the soft tissue yeah so i don't know what they're gonna do but they had to keep him in the hospital because of the blood so like the blood thinners he was bleeding out so they had to give him like three or four units of blood or something and help thicken his blood to reverse the blood thinners and then it gave him a blood clot so then they're like okay we have to put this like filter thing into your vein so that the blood clot doesn't travel to your brain and you have a stroke yeah 
And then they're like, oh, guess what? The blood clot's gone. Your body dissolved it. So I don't know if they're still going to do that. But this happened Wednesday, and it's now Sunday, and he's still in the hospital. Oh, my God. And I guess he's going to stay there for a couple more days. And they're literally not even treating the knee. It's to treat my dad's, like, blood to make sure that it's safe for him to go home. Jesus. That's crazy. Oh, it's been so crazy. And then my poor pops. I know. My poor pops was in so much pain. And so uncomfortable. And there's just nothing anyone could do. He just had to, like, survive through it. They literally were drugging him up until he was, like, out of it. And he still was, like, screaming in pain. Oh, my God. Yeah, I guess it's a really painful injury. <laughs> Ooh, that Ugh, that sucks. Yeah. That's, like, my worst fear. It is your worst injuries. fear. Yeah. Yeah. Thank Hopefully. God he didn't fucking break anything, but. Ser- oh, my gosh. Seriously. When I heard he fell, I was like, motherfucker. Get this is how he fell. He was okay. sitting on the couch, uh-huh. and he had his laptop in his lap, uh-huh. and it was plugged in because it was charging. Uh-huh. And then he was like, I'd like to no longer be sitting on the couch with the laptop in my lap. So he pushed the laptop to the side and stood up, got tangled in the cord, and biffed it, and then <gasps> fell just directly on his knee. But it's Ugh. not like he was on a ladder. He wasn't doing anything dangerous. He wasn't, this, like, doing a jig. No. This dude... Walked around for like 10, 15 years with the fucking oxygen hose hanging off of him all over the yeah, house. Yeah, right? With a cord never tangling once, him up all the time. Never once fell. And the moment he has it removed for, what, three months, he biffs it on a cord. <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> Poor guy. Anyway, so my goddamn is not only that my dad was hurt and it sucks to see him hurt, but fuck man. Every day going to the hospital, driving my mom to the hospital back and forth. Yeah. And I'm fucking pregnant. I'm tired. Bitches tired. Bitches tired. Well, goddamn. Yeah. That's awful. I feel so bad for your pops. I know. He should be out in a couple days, though, so. Well, good. It's good. He's doing a lot better now. That's good. Fuck. Yeah. Okay, give me your goddamn, Aaron. Well, the other night, Brennan, my husband, woke up fucking screaming. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And he screamed, babe, it hurts. It hurts. And I was like, what hurts? <laughs> and I'm not the most sympathetic person in the world. <laughs> As you know. What hurts? Like, what is going on? I'm more annoyed that I got woken up. <laughs> and I hope it kills you because I will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you be quiet about it? And so I got up like, what the fuck is going on? He's laying in bed and his like legs are shot out straight. And he's like, I have a cramp in my calf. Oh, a Charlie horse. Yeah. And I was like, okay. (laughs) What do you want me to do? Did you drink some water? Relax. (laughs) Relax your foot. (laughs) I don't understand why I need to be involved in this. (laughs) It's at a really odd angle right now. (laughs) Yeah. And so then I was like, you know, trying to be a good wife and stuff. I wasn't saying these things to his face. Yeah. He'll hear this though. Yeah. But I have been making fun of him for it like all week. So (laughs) he already knows that this is going to be my goddamn (laughs) But I'm like, I held his foot and I was like, you know, you know how when you're cramped with your foot like up or something, you can like try and push it down uh-huh. and whatever. Like I, when I was pregnant, it. I got him all the time. Yeah. And, like it sucks, but you, you can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he screamed, this is the worst pain of my life. <laughs> 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 you're like, oh, oh, is it? <laughs> your fucking leg cramp. He's the worst. The you moment. privileged ass motherfucker. <laughs> At the moment, I was like, okay, like, you know, it's it'll get better. And I just kind of, like, had my hand on his calf and, like, my hand on his foot. And I was, like, trying to move his foot and stuff. And, you know, two <laughs> seconds later, it finally calms down. And he's, like, clutching a pillow to his face, by the way. <laughs> After that screaming, he was just clutching it to his face, like, this is the worst pain of my life. And just kind of just <laughs> breathing through it or whatever. And then he's like, can you go get me a glass of water? And I was like, yeah. So then I went downstairs to get him a glass of water. And I came back upstairs. And I got back in bed. And I just started giggling. And he's like, what? And I was like, "Is that was that really the worst pain of your life? <laughs> and he's like, it hurt really bad. And I'm like, you know women have like PMS, right? Yeah. That's uh, cramps yeah. in their stomach area yeah. that you can't control. And, you can't like, massage out. You can't massage out and you can't stretch or anything. And he, was, he goes, is that what those are? I oh never put the two and two together oh that my cramps god. were actually cramps. Oh my god, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Get him out of there. Did you just shove him out of the bed? Like, you could sleep on the bed. I was like, are you fucking serious? And he's like, I have no idea. And I'm like, so women go through that for like, I don't know, three to five days, once a month. And that was the worst pain of your life? And we get up and we go to work and we have to act like we're not going to be bitches. (laughs) The worst pain of your life, though, huh? (laughs) That must suck. So now anytime anything really insignificant happens, I'm like, oh my God, it's the worst pain of my life. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, motherfuck. Ugh. I don't think guys can ever catch a break when it comes to that, though. No. Because even my dad, when he was in the hospital, he was, like, screaming, like, ah! Because, like, he was having spasms, and they were hurting really bad. Yeah. He Which I'm sure that it did, and I've had a jelly horse, and those hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like, so fucking You can just they breathe suck. through it. You don't have to wake my ass up. <laughs> <laughs> I get them now. I'm six months pregnant. Yeah. And if I stretch too hard, it triggers one. And I'm like, fuck. Seriously. Yeah. But yeah. literally, it constitutes like a fuck. And then you just hold it. And then it like, if you just relax, they go away. Seriously, yeah. If you just relax. And then like, you have to focus on relaxing your foot or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and then it'll calm the fuck down. Yeah. But wait, my dad was like yelling, fuck, in the hospital or whatever. And I just looked at my mom and I was like, do you think it's as bad as labor? And then we started giggling. And I felt <laughs> bad because my dad was like, obviously really in pain. And so much pain and so much discomfort. But you just have little fucking pity for people after you feel what real pain is what what it feels like to get your insides ripped to your outsides feel like you're dying yeah (laughs) Yeah. to literally be praying to god because you're pretty sure you're dying like (laughs) yeah that's a different feeling yeah yeah than a charlie horse just made me fucking giggle and then i couldn't stop i had the giggles that whole night like anytime i would like flip over and stuff i would just think about it that's the worst pain of my life (laughs) start giggling again he's like what (laughs) Just Such thought about how you just went through the worst pain of your life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it still gets me. Oh god, that guy. <laughs> but seriously though, Charlie Horace is fucking suck. Yeah. Well, the next day he was limping. Oh, that <laughs> sucks. Because it was so. That was sore. a big one. <laughs> it was a big one. But also, eat a banana, man. <laughs> <laughs> Drink some water. Eat a banana. Yeah. Get some potassium. No sympathy. Well, goddamn. It's your turn to go first, Stacey. Okay, you ready for my murder case? Oh, wait, before we jump into this, Mm -hmm. I just want to say that our friend Darcy sent me a text message this week, and she sent me, I don't think I forwarded it to you, but she sent me this meme, and it says, probably the only thing worse than getting murdered would be getting murdered, and then a true crime podcast says, we've got a really freaking awesome one for you this week, before doing an entire episode about you getting murdered. (laughs) And I was like fucking fair point <laughs> and then i was listening to the episode that we're about to release today mm-hmm. and in it you're like oh i've got this episode from a listener and i'm like i'm excited like <laughs> fuck we are guilty of this i am excited for someone to die <laughs> like jesus how insensitive right so when we say we're excited we're just more excited to fucking gossip so as i start this case if i sound excited Woo! Take us on a ride, Stacey. I apologize. (laughs) Just so we all have a fucking moral compass check here. (laughs) And now it's over. So this is the story of the murder of Cassie Jo Stoddart. Ooh, Cassie. A.K.A. the Scream murder. Oh, no. Yeah. You did a fucking Scream one last time. Did I? Yeah. I have no memory That motherfucker had a Scream mask on a footbridge. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I'm doing it again. Jesus. Is this how you find your cases? (laughs) That's the most terrifying thing I could probably imagine. I don't like people with fucking masks or like face paint and shit or like the rubber dog mask you know (laughs) the one that you won at my christmas party yes if someone were to come at me in the middle of the night with that i would ship oh fuck yeah i would too no thank you yep then i'd be like are we at a furry convention (laughs) (laughs) that's true (laughs) you guys want to go yiff real quick ew (laughs) stacy has a lot of experience with furry conventions (laughs) and we're not going to explain that further (laughs) i learned so much one weekend (laughs) One weekend in Minnesota. (laughs) Okay. Which, by the way, those costumes that they put together, I don't don't know if they like them to be called costumes or what, but fuck, man, they are gorgeous. They have some talent. But they're, like, movie quality. (laughs) Oh, did you pet any of them? No, I wanted to. I was on an elevator with a bunch of them, and it was really quiet, and I was like, I like your antlers. (laughs) And... I think the person eventually said thank you. I don't really know. It was awkward. <laughs> well, how could they expect someone not to say something? I mean, it was a fucking antelope. Maybe antelopes can't talk. Oh, maybe they're really in character. Yeah. But then none of them can talk. I don't and know. they don't speak the same language. I don't know. So how would an antelope hook up with a wolf? We're going to have to have a whole episode on furries. <laughs> Which has nothing to do with true crime, but we're just morbidly interested. Maybe it does. Yeah. Oh, a furry murder? Bum, 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 bum. Oh, my gosh. At any rate, Cassie okay. was probably not a furry. No, Cassie was not a furry to my knowledge. So Cassie Jo Stoddart, mm-hmm. she was a 16-year-old teenager who lived in 
Poticello, Idaho? Poticello? You know when you're like, it's probably not, the double L probably isn't pronounced like a Y because it's in Idaho. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's, is it Poticello? Poticello? Poticello. That sounds Italian. Poticello. P-O-T-A-C-E-L-L-O. C-E-L-L-O? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would call it Poticello. Poticello? Although I have no idea, so I don't fucking know. I oh, hope... oh wait, I am a quarter Italian. I, I have it on good authority that it's Ponticello, <laughs> <laughs> and you're one percent Native American. <laughs> okay, anyway, she lives in Idaho in the fall of 2006. Okay, any of our listeners who live there are like vomiting everywhere right now. <laughs> like it's Portobello, Stacy. Yeah. <laughs> Stop letting Stacy say these fucking names. Every time I fuck them up and somebody will tweet at me and I'm like, I'm trying. <laughs> but also always call me on it because it's funny. It is funny. Uh, okay. So Cassie was known as a girl with like a lot of friends and she was really nice and she stayed out of trouble and she always got like straight A's and shit, right? All right. Straight laced gal. On September 22nd of 2006, Cassie had agreed to house it for her aunt and uncle because they were going out of town for the weekend. Mm-hmm. So she was going to be home alone in her aunt and uncle's house for the whole weekend. Okay. And on Friday night, she invited her boyfriend, Matt Beckham, to come over and hang out with her. Yeah. Because that's what every 16-year-old girl does when she's house-sitting alone. Of course. <laughs> she's like, hey, boyfriend, come over. Yeah. So Matt comes over, and shortly after he arrives, he calls two of his friends, Brian Draper and Tori Adamick. Okay. And he invites those two friends over to watch a movie with him and Cassie. And so, first of all, is this guy trying to not get laid? To cock block himself? Yeah. He's actively (laughs) trying to cock block himself? Maybe they spent the two minutes doing their deed, and then he was like, hey, I want to hang out with my friends. I'm going to call him. Is that cool? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) I'm not not worried about it at all. (laughs) I didn't expect anything more from this because we're 16. (laughs) And that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess Cassie was also friends with these guys because... Like, with the other two boys, Brian yeah. and Tori, because she went to high school with them. They all went to high school together. Mm-hmm. So she was okay with them coming over. Yeah. As far as the reports are concerned. <laughs> okay. Sometime into the movie that they were watching, Brian and Tori were like, we don't want to do this anymore. We'd rather go to a movie. Like, we want to go to the theaters, so we're going to leave. We don't want to hang out here anymore. Deuces. Yeah. Like, maybe it was a boring movie. I don't know. Okay. And so... Cassie and Matt, her boyfriend, were like, okay, bye, and they stayed behind. Okay. And then the two other friends left. So they leave, and about 15 minutes after Brian and Tori leave the house to go to the movies, and while Cassie and Matt were watching the movie, all the power in the house just fucking went out. Fucking nope. Out of nowhere. Just fucking pitch black. No. I wonder if they were watching a scary movie. Um, Probably, because you probably wanted them cuddles. Yeah. You could literally be watching a Disney movie, and if all the lights went out, I would die. Seriously, that's like a a house sitter's, babysitter's worst nightmare. Yep. Thank you. Okay, so the power goes out, and Matt goes down into the basement to restore the power. I guess the circuit breaker had been popped, so he just, like, flipped it back up, which smart 16-year-old boy didn't know how to do that. Yeah, as a 16-year-old, as a fucking 31-year-old, <laughs> I don't think I could figure that shit out. As a 16-year-old, I could, but it's because my dad would be like, stand here and flip the switch when I tell you to. <laughs> yeah, my dad was always like, I'm going to go do this. You stand at this window and tell me if the stuff comes back on. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I had the easier job. <laughs> and I'd be like, it's on. And he'd be like, what? <laughs> don't scream unless something's on fire. <laughs> God damn Sorry. it. <laughs> Jesus. So Matt turns the power back on and obviously Cassie is super creeped out. And so she's like, I don't want to stay here alone. Can you stay the night with me? Yeah. And then so Matt calls his mom because they're only 16 at this point. Calls his mom and is like, hey, Cassie's really afraid. The lights went out and she wants to know if I can stay the night. Can I stay the night? And his parents were like, you're a 16 year old boy. (laughs) Yeah no yeah exactly at least lie to me and say you're going to fucking tori's house (laughs) yeah that's exactly what happened so his mom was like no you cannot fucking stay the night with your girlfriend and then shortly thereafter she came and picked him up from the home and took him to his home so now cassie's home alone oh jesus yeah man why didn't he lie what did he think was gonna happen i don't know he's too nice too fucking nice well that's i mean she probably had a nice boyfriend because she was a nice straight-a girl yeah 
Also, if I were Cassie, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. I understand. Your mom's not going to let you. Uh, can your mom give me a ride back to my fucking house? <laughs> yeah. Like, this house will be okay tonight. <laughs> yeah. You don't, there's no reason to have a 16 year old kid stay at a uh, house. Yeah, I don't know. But I digress. <laughs> so Cassie stays at her aunt and uncle's house. And I guess before Matt left, he called his friends, Tori and Brian, back and was like, hey, just so you know, I'm going home. Like, if you guys are planning on coming back here, party's over. Don't. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, we're done here. And so uh, once Brian and Tori had learned that Matt was going home, they snuck back into the house that Cassie was house-sitting in. Nope. Yeah. Why? Because they're fucking weird. And Brian cut the lights at the circuit breaker. (gasps) Like, cut them. Not just flip them. Cut them. And he was hoping that Cassie would come back down into the basement to like flip them back on because like this had happened already yeah so he was like waiting down there for her oh my god no yeah did cassie drive i would have been fucking out i don't know well and when i was thinking of this like matt obviously didn't drive because his mom drove him i don't know if cassie drove she would have left right i would have left i would have left too especially the second time the lights go out like you flip them back on and then they go out again i'd be like okay this Mm -hmm. is intentional like i didn't turn on my hair dryer yeah like it just went out on its own the tv isn't enough to pop a fucking breaker yeah i don't know oh that's so scary what a poor fucking girl i know i don't like where this is going no it's not going anywhere good cassie never goes down to the basement right good brian and tori are down there waiting for her probably because she was too fucking scared she was like fuck that shit i'm staying upstairs yeah in the living room and i would lock the basement door yeah i'm just gonna hide here the two boys decide to go upstairs to cassie instead of like waiting for her because she takes too long and they were wearing dark clothes and the like scream mask i don't think it was the scream mask it was like a white mask that looked like a clown mask or something I, there's oh pictures God. of it and i can post it on, on our website yeah but Still, same fucking theory, right? A fucking white mask over your face. That's terrifying looking. A scary fucking mask in dark clothes. Yeah. So they come upstairs. They're wearing masks and they're armed with fucking knives. They corner Cassie and they proceed to attack her. What the fuck? These are her friends? These are her friends. And they stab her over 30 times. (gasps) What the fuck? Nine to 12 of those stab wounds were were fatal. Oh, my God. And Cassie died on her aunt and uncle's floor in the living room alone. That's fucking terrifying. And they were her friends. Why would they do that? Because they're fucking crazy. So, oh, my God. Yeah. So the, <gasps> was the boyfriend in on it? Well, tell your story. Okay. <laughs> so the boys fled, and they took all of their clothing and, the like, the weapons and their disguises, all of their evidence, and they buried it in a nearby canyon in an attempt Ooh. to like hide it okay obviously. and That's i guess a probably pretty good hiding spot though yeah. as far as hiding spots go yeah yeah i guess like, like think about not, this canyon out here not as good as a tree <laughs> not as good as a tree nobody looks up <laughs> <laughs> also some of like later on when they find this evidence some of it like spoiler alert they get caught some of this evidence is burnt so i don't know if they tried to burn it first in the canyon oh. and then like bury it or what it wasn't really clear okay But as it turns out, these two supposed friends of Matt and Cassie's, they'd been planning this attack for a while. Like, they were planning on murdering Cassie. Oh, my God. And they, like, plotted this shit. Why? I don't (gasps) know. Did one of them like her? It doesn't even explain that. Like, it literally is not a good explanation. Like, they just chose her. They're fucking stupid. What? Did they plan to kill Matt? He was part of... Here, let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Okay. 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 Tell your story. So, like I said, they were planning to do this for a while. They even went as far as to write out a whole game plan on how, like, the attack was to go down. That's fucking creepy. And they recorded themselves the day before the attack plotting the murder. What? So they, like, in this recording, they talk about, like, Cassie, like, we're gonna get her, and if Matt's there, then we'll get Matt too. Like, they don't even... I don't know why the fuck they, like, targeted her. None none of them were like, oh, I'm obsessed with her. They were just, like, obsessed with killing in general. That's scary. I know. And they even, like, took the camera to school, and Cassie is on the footage, like, at her locker. And they're like, hey, Cassie, how's it going? And, like, two minutes before in the recording, they're like, we're going to fucking kill her. And then it's like, hey, we're all friends. What the fuck? It's fucking weird. That's some psychopathic shit. Oh, my. They are super psychopathic. I guess the boy, the guys had known that they were, that she was going to be house sitting and they were, they say that they were inspired by the movie Scream as well as they idolized the Columbine shooters. Oh. Yeah. And they, so 
that's why they masterminded this whole murder plot. They just wanted to be like famous for a murder. Oh my god! And for any that's of sick, yeah, it is really sick. They were so fucked up. I was reading the transcripts and I was like, I feel nauseous. I wasn't even watching the video; just reading it, they yeah. were so stupid. And you could tell that one of them was like the ringleader. And the other one was just, like, you know, stupid and going along with it, but also was, like, it sounded, like, almost afraid, you know? Like, I think, I can't remember exactly. You guys will have to go read the transcripts. I didn't write it down. It's, like, a million pages. But, like, one of the guys, like, oh, you're so evil. And then the other guy's, like, well, you can't say evil because that means you believe in God or it's, like, a relation to God. And he's, like, no, it's to Satan. And then they're, like, well, if there's Satan, then there's God. And what are you you believe in this shit and like and the guy was like no you're being stupid like i don't know it was just it sounded weird. like the the bullying yeah yes exactly thought, yeah exactly sounded like bullying so maybe like one guy was like really into this and like the ringleader and the other guy was just kind of going along with it like, like didn't want to be fucking murdered so he's just like okay yeah but also he really enjoyed it too in some sick way Ugh. God. those 16 year old boys those poor kids parents I know, right? Like, imagine spending fucking 16 years raising a kid. Keeping and then, a kid alive. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they go and murder some girl. Just because they wanted to. Oh, by the way, I wanted to say, in case there's... I don't know how big Columbine is outside of the U.S. I know it's fucking huge here. So, like, yeah. for any of our international listeners, some fucktards went crazy at a school in, like, the late 90s, I think, right? Yeah. Columbine I don't school, remember when it was. Columbine High School. There we go. In yeah. Col- it's in Colorado. Anyway, these kids went crazy and fucking mass attacked the school. With, like, assault rifles and stuff. Yeah, it led to, like, a whole bunch of school shootings or a lot more media coverage in it. So Columbine is, like, the quintessential... School shooting. Yeah, story around here. And so for people to fucking idolize those people... That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's really intense. So these guys are assholes. Yeah. I guess, so kind of like what I said, they, like, plan the whole fucking mastermind for this thing right they had even considered like if they had to kill matt they would kill matt yeah but i'm guessing that when matt had invited them over because they were they knew that cassie was going to be home alone so they were planning on coming in and murdering her and they assumed that matt would be there for whatever reason i don't know if matt had been talking about it like yeah i'm gonna go over there friday night whatever yeah but they had planned to go and attack her but then when matt goes and invites them over maybe they use that as their were they like perfect exactly like they use that as their way into the house and when they said that they're going to the movies they really had snuck downstairs and unlocked the basement door and so they were high the fuck yeah so they and who's like is this the front door no it's the basement stairs that's fine i'll just go down yeah and how do you not notice that your friends are like snooping around in the basement that they didn't really actually leave yeah they they didn't actually go out the front i don't know did they drive was their car still there i don't know maybe they were parked farther away like down the street Maybe, or maybe they like went to the bathroom, quote unquote, and then like unlocked downstairs, it. unlocked it, and then left out the front. Exactly. To so that they back. had a way into the house still. And there must have been an entrance from the basement or something from outside. Yeah, it could be like a cellar door. Yeah. Which I feel into like I would my hear. cellar door. And we'll <laughs> be worse than friends <laughs> forevermore. Okay, I had to finish it. <laughs> it's uh, like a tick. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get it out. Okay, so when they supposedly left and they were really still in the basement that they're the ones who put the power out the first time when yeah. Matt was still there they had flipped the power out I'm guessing to scare them I don't know if they got scared and didn't want to attack right then and there yeah because Matt went down there to turn it back on yeah like why didn't you attack then I don't know if they got cold feet or what but I get or maybe they like flipped the power off and ran away like ah! how fucking scary would it be if your boyfriend went downstairs to flip the power back on and then didn't come back up uh terrifying totally fucking terrifying i mean how fucking terrifying would it be if the power went out once and then your boyfriend went downstairs and flipped it back on and then it went down again after he left <laughs> yeah but pretty fucking terrifying all yeah. i'm thinking of right now is in home alone when he goes downstairs in the basement and the furnace is like this evil yeah thing talking <laughs> thing yeah <laughs> yeah uh it would be fucking awful but either way they left the house after the first time that they flipped the power out the guys left the house oh okay and then when matt had called to say like hey i'm leaving don't come back over that's when they came back into the house <gasps> what if like, matt oh, didn't text Kath- them that or called them that i don't know i think they probably still would have gone inside it's just they saw it as like oh okay now's the time matt's leaving okay i don't know Ugh, for sure. i don't like it 
I don't know for sure. But how shitty would you feel as the boyfriend to be like, yeah. no, I wasn't like, call- that's why when you were like, was he in on it? I'm like, I kind of thought so, but none of this indicates like he didn't get in trouble for anything. Yeah. There's no articles that are like, he was so sad. I'm sure he was devastated. Yeah. But it's just kind of like, my God, you were very convenient in this, which is also shitty to say. Yeah. But like, yeah, but from inviting them over yeah. to calling and being like, hey, I'm leaving. Yeah. But on the other hand, alone now. But I get like where they were it's gonna, coming from on the other side. Yeah. It sounds like they were going to do it anyway. Like they yeah. were recording themselves the day fucking before. Like, yeah. This and he wasn't so in the great. recordings or anything. No, none of that. And his DNA wasn't anywhere on the goddamn crime scenes. That's fucked up. Well, not on like the murder weapons and shit. Yeah. Okay. So two days after Cassie had been brutally stabbed, her aunt and uncle come home because they were gone for the weekend two days two days i don't know where her parents were i, I was don't know gonna why. say yeah did they not expect to hear from her this i whole time? have no idea why no one knew that she had been what about the boyfriend deceased well get this fucking shit so the boyfriend had tried calling her the next day a couple of times and couldn't get a hold of her and he was fucking hanging out with tori one of the <gasps> murderers and he had no idea, like, yeah. that he had done that or whatever. But he was just kind of like, oh, man, I can't get a hold of her. But you were just with her the night before, and the power kept going out. I'd be concerned. Yeah, like, I would scared. do, like, a pop-by. Like, yeah. hey, Ma, can we drive by that house that you picked me up from last night? I'm concerned for my girlfriend. Yeah. I just want to see if she's fucking another dude or something. Like, why should I answer <laughs> my calls? 16 years old. I need to know if she's fucking another dude. <laughs> you know, if yeah. you have to say that to save your masculinity, to be like, I'm not just concerned and scared for her. Yeah. Because she's home alone. Yeah. I don't know, man. Dude, I don't know how it went by two days, but her aunt and uncle returned home from vacation, and her 13-year-old cousin walked into the living room and saw the grisly-ass scene. Fuck. Oh, my God. These poor people. The aunt and uncle were so traumatized that they left the house literally immediately, and they didn't go back in. Like, cops and everybody helped them, like, pack their shit and find housing, and they've been trying to sell their house since this happened and they haven't had any luck because nobody wants a home with like that much fucking <gasps> bad juju yeah in it and it kind of sounds like this was like a big rich house I yeah don't, i don't know for sure but that's what i pictured because yeah. they're house sitters yeah so they got a house sitter big enough that people could be creeping around and you wouldn't know that's fucking scary i know and then okay get this this is so sad cassie's cousin the little 13 year old yeah she was so traumatized that she had to have a bunch of therapy and she tried to commit suicide oh my god oh my god that's so fucking sad all because these little fucking 16 year old asshole kids okay so three days later brian and troy were arrested and charged with cassie's murder wait is his name troy or tori tori i Okay. I, the whole time I was writing this, I was like, don't say Troy, don't say Troy, don't say Troy. <laughs> I hope I didn't say it a bunch of no, other no. places. It was only that one time, okay. and I was like, hold up, that would have been a way easier name, and I wouldn't have been thinking of Tori spelling this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, please catch me, because sometimes I listen back to these things, and I'm like, why would I say that word there? <laughs> I'm going to blame it on the pregnancy, but I'm pretty sure I did it even before I was pregnant. Eh. Blame it on whatever you want, baby. <laughs> okay, so three days later, Brian and Tori uh-huh. <laughs> were arrested, and they were charged with Cassie's murder because they're not that fucking slick. Yeah. Both the boys immediately blamed the other, but as the investigator started to, like, dig around, they discover the fucking video footage. Yeah, it's we're... not good to keep video fucking no, evidence. No. Or it is because we want you caught. But yeah, yeah, but you're not smart. That's not, that's not a good idea. Well, 16. Remember how dumb you were at 16? Yeah. I'm still dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Unless they were, like, going to go down in infamy, like, oh, I'm going to fucking record myself and then blow my brains out. But no one cares about you. Yeah. It's a stupid idea in the first place. But, like, it's really stupid if you didn't, like, blow your brains out. Yeah, exactly. Is that going to be an unpopular opinion? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) But also, like you said, like, you're recording it because you want this... Uh, fucking notoriety from it so that yeah. when the cops question you about it why are you trying to blame the other guy like why wouldn't you then claim all your quote unquote glory right because they're dicks yeah i hate them sounds like they uh chickened out a little bit the yep, they're like psych don't want to do that oh wait you mean lifetime in jail whoops just kidding <laughs> yeah i don't mm, i don't actually want that not into that i'm not down for the consequences Okay, so they find that videotape where they're, like, plotting to murder Cassie and everything, right? So everybody's like, uh, you guys fucking did it. You're not that slick. They also find a second video 
Oh. That even incriminated them more after the fact of murdering Cassie. And they're talking about how they had just murdered Cassie. What? Yeah. That's creepy. That's fucking weird. So they have double the videos. Yeah. So eventually. The premeditated and then the done. Yeah. And then the, see, we're so happy we fucking did it. Then the meditated. (laughs) And the post meditation. Yeah. So these guys, these kids, fucking Brian and Tori, they eventually lead investigators to the canyon because they crack. Yeah. And they're like, okay. As a 16-year-old might. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we'll show you where we hit all the shit. And in the canyon, they found bloody clothes and masks with Brian, Tori, and Cassie's DNA all over them. Uh, Four different knives. Knives? They were like knives. Knives. I wrote knives, but I meant (laughs) knives. I didn't even spell knives right for the record. (laughs) It says (laughs) nifs. This is what happens when you research like fucking 10 o'clock the night before. (laughs) But, But there was like daggers and like serrated knives and all this fucking weird they were intense nice i don't know where these kids got them from Ooh. 16 well my brother had like he was the weird kid that's true my brother did too but like daggers i don't think my brother had a dagger i don't know <laughs> i don't remember i'm sure he did but <laughs> i mean what's a dagger brother? it's just a two-sided knife yeah and like pointy yeah <laughs> I mean, knives are pointy <laughs> well my brother had like pocket knives and like i guess butterfly knives are kind of like daggers yeah when you clip them <laughs> Yeah, they're sharp on both sides. But this is like a vampire dagger. I saw a picture. It's like a vampire dagger. Ooh. Ooh, like like the squiggle blade? (laughs) It's like a snake? No, I wish, though. That's like a vampire dagger. No, it's like a blood blood oath knife. Oh. Anyway, I digress. There were four of them. Okay, they also found a partially burned paper with writing detailing the murder plan. Okay. And the videotape of the boys talking about the murder. How do you partially burn your murder plans? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Do there was just also not there's check bunch, on it. <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of other shit too, like a half-burned bottle of peroxide. And at first, I was like, "What the fuck were they doing with peroxide?" And then I thought, "Oh, maybe trying to get blood out of clothes oh, or something." Probably. I don't know. There was a lot of other weird shit, like gloves. They had a whole goddamn murder kit hidden in the hills. That's creepy. Yeah. So maybe they cut themselves and they were like peroxide it, because if you stab a person a lot of times, chances are you'll get cut. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that, that, like, it gets caught on bone or something, and then it'll slip in your hand. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. They didn't say that these guys had any, like, wounds all over them, but, again, like I said, I was piecing the story together. Yeah. So, both the boys were convicted of first-degree murder, and they got life without the possibility of parole. Good. As well as 30 years to life for conspiracy to commit murder. Good. So, these guys got put the fuck away. Good. The transcript and the video and... Everything is available online, and they're gross. Like I said, I was I only read it. I'll post a link if you guys are interested in watching. I don't have I'm a heart interested. to watch it. Even though it's just, like, not even, I don't know. I don't yeah. have a heart to watch it. Yeah. I'm interested. Okay. I'll link it. You know when you want to put a face to it, and you're like, that guy's a fucking punchable face. Of course he would do this. Oh, yeah. These kids are fucking punchable faces. <laughs> that sucks. They look like they have the fucking like they would have been in wrestling one of them looks like he would have been wrestling because his neck is the same thickness as his head (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like all neck (laughs) well now you're just being petty (laughs) i am he's an asshole yeah he is but get okay get this shit so in the transcripts they talk about killing another girl too they're like oh i know so and so is going to be home alone on friday night also we should go by her house and kill her and then go kill Cassie. And we'll just start fuck? picking people off one by one. And then the other guy is like, why do we have to pick them off one by one? Let it be a fucking massacre, a bloodbath. And I'm like, Ew. I don't want to read this before bed. These people are fucking sick. They're just like those. It's like the crazy 16 year old kid who brings a shotgun to school because he thinks he's being all cool. And he's like so high and mighty and so great. Yeah. But really no one wants to hang out with him because he's a fucking loser and he's stupid and probably annoying and makes really bad jokes. I am being petty. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Touched a nerve. <laughs> I'm so pissed at these guys. Yeah. Cassie was a good up. girl. That sucks. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. God damn. All right. Give me your story, Aaron. You ready for my story? I'm I'm ready for this. Okay. Adventure. Got a good one for me today? <laughs> no, I don't actually. <laughs> this is my disclaimer on here. There is a child warning. Fuck you. 
I know, I'm sorry. I thought we agreed we weren't doing children. We did, but this one was recommended by a listener. Oh, okay. Okay, then unfuck you. <laughs> yeah, now you can go ahead and fuck Summer Woods. <laughs> <laughs> Summer! Sup, girl? So, apparently, she... Okay, wait. Okay, wait. She fucking wrote us a letter. She typed us a letter. <gasps> Is this the one you wouldn't let me read yet? Yes. Ah, yes. I want to read it. So, she typed us a letter, I guess... Um, she allegedly was at work, but probably not if her boss listens. Yeah, she definitely wasn't. She did, did this it on, on her own time. Own she was on freaking, break. Give her yeah. a break. Yeah, Get, let her have a fucking break. <laughs> Goddamn slave driver. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're really nice, then what's up? <laughs> <laughs> then, hey. So, this is the case that sparked her interest in true crime. And Ooh. her mom lived close by where it happened. Oh, shit. Like, in the fucking apartment next door or whatever. What? Not next door. That's really but, close. But, like, close by. <laughs> yeah. Not, like the house the door right here but like there's this apartment <laughs> complex and there's this apartment complex is what i'm what i gathered on my fucking skimming <laughs> for my full detailed conversation i had with summer woods yes for my full detailed conversation where she was like my mom lived close by and i was like oh, i know what that means <laughs> they were best friends <laughs> <laughs> they lived 10 feet apart just kidding so anyway this happened on April 16th in 1987 in Union City, Tennessee. Okay. There was a little girl. She was four years old. Her name was Marlena Childress or Childress. Childress. It's like child and then rest. Can we just address the fact that we will never be baristas? I got first names like it's nobody's business. Yeah, everybody does. Those ones are easy. Well, who's putting last names on fucking Starbucks cups? That's true. So, Marlena Childress vanished from her home no yeah not the four-year-old little baby four-year-old how did okay oh so, wait <laughs> uh, yeah let me go down with my story here and you'll you'll get your house <laughs> well kind of <laughs> summer that's an inside joke you know where this is going <laughs> <laughs> so she lived at home with her mom pamela pam bailey who's 22 and her stepdad johnny bailey and a four-month-old half-brother named damon Okay. So that day, Marlena's seven-year-old stepbrother, Jerry, was visiting, and he was there until his mom picked him up at 3 o'clock. Her mom, Pam, called the police at 4.15. She said that she had last seen Marlena at 3.30 that afternoon playing in her front yard. Oh, God. She heard tires squealing and looked out the front window and saw a red car driving away with license plate from McCracken County, Kentucky. McCracken? McCracken. Okay, what year was this? 1987. Okay. Good year. I was like, yeah. I was just thinking, like, four-year-old in the front yard alone. Yeah. N no, you should still be thinking that, because I feel like... seven. It doesn't... <sighs> different times. Pretty sure I was, like, walking to the Seven Eleven when I was four. Yeah. Ah, us helicopter moms. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're awful. But, so, she thought maybe Marlena had been hit, but when oh. she went outside, she was nowhere to be seen. The police conducted a search of the neighborhood and the city, but... There was no trace of Marlena. Oh, this is so sad. So earlier in the day, before Marlena had gone missing, Pam had taken her and Jerry out to the store to get candy. Uh -huh. And while they were there, Jerry and the store owner said that they had seen a man talking to Marlena while standing outside of his red car with McCracken County plates. Oh, creepy. Oh, creepy. Yeah. So, kind of a fucking red herring because this guy was tracked down and ruled out as a suspect <gasps> that's stupid yeah marlena's father and stepfather were both ruled out of any involvement as well uh-huh and pam checked herself into a hospital because of the emotional stress oh, and exhaustion oh my god that's so sad so nine days after pam left the hospital and that would be like two months after marlena went missing uh-huh pam claimed that she had accidentally killed marlena <gasps> and thrown her body into the obion river no you don't accidentally stop it what yeah <gasps> yeah oh so the why? river was thoroughly searched for five days but marlena was never found or any like clothes or anything like there was no trace of her from there weird Pam was charged with second-degree murder, and a judge ordered she should be sent to a mental institution for observation. Okay. They basically didn't find anything. They found that she was able to stand trial. So she claims then that her confession was coerced by a man named Stan Kavnis. Okay. Before you go any further. Okay. <laughs> there is not a soul on this planet who could coerce me to confess to killing my own child. Well, but okay. she was 
she had just been in a mental institution for exhaustion and stuff. Yeah, still. I'm totally playing the devil's advocate. Me yeah, either. still. <laughs> and if I even knew that you were a part of it, I'd kill you. Like, I would kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be perfectly content living the rest of my life in prison. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For killing you. Because don't you touch my fucking kid. <laughs> yeah. Your fucking tiger mom. Yeah. So here's a twist is that Stan was investigating Marlena's disappearance at the request of Pam and her family. Who the fuck is Stan? He's the guy that coerced the fucking... Yeah, but, like, is he a police officer? Oh, he's a private investigator. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So Stan was like, I didn't fucking coerce shit. And he played a five-minute clip of Pam confessing during a press conference to prove that it wasn't coerced. That's a little shady. Like, why are you going to play it at a press conference? Because they weren't on trial or anything yet, and he's uh, just like, listen to this shit. Like, yeah. I didn't fucking coerce her. I don't she know. Just it seems a little messy. Crazy. Seems a little messy. Yeah. But also seems messy on both sides. But I feel like if someone was like, no way, they did that on fucking coercion, I'd be like, no, I didn't. Yeah, listen, right here. Yeah, here's the proof right now. I don't need to wait until a fucking real time to give it to you. Yeah. But, so... Pam appeared remorseful in the video and describes losing her temper and accidentally hitting Marlena and causing her to hit her head on a table Ugh. and then freaked out and, like... Threw her body in the river. Yeah, threw her what body the in the fuck? river. fuck? Come on. Within 30 minutes, by the way, because... Come on. She was last seen at 3.30. She called the cops at 4.15. Yeah. So somewhere in that time frame, she fucking killed her. Unless she wasn't her... really last seen at 3.30. Because well, the her mom, right? stepbrother left the house at three. Oh, okay. Well, so okay. at least three. So call it an hour and 15 minutes. That's enough time to go dump a body in a river that I have no idea how far away is from her home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so Pam claimed that she had just gotten out of the hospital and was on medication that was like mood altering. Mm-hmm. And she claimed that Stan said she would go to the electric chair if she didn't confess. Oh, my God. And Pam said that Stan told her what to say and to tell him it was an accident so it wouldn't be considered, like, cold-blooded murder. Oh, my God. Yeah. Stan was like, no, she's fucking lying. So they have no body and a confession that may have been coerced. Okay. Fucking great. Let's make this more confusing. Yeah, right? The grand jury decided not to indict Pam for Marlena's murder. Okay. Because they didn't believe that she did it? They didn't have evidence. Yeah. All they had was the... Her coerced the, confession. Yeah, quote-unquote coerced confession. Yeah. So, side note, police said that during all this time, Pam changed her statements to police multiple times. What the fuck? Why? She said at one point that she had sold her off to pay off a drug debt. What? She said at another point that she was abducted by a family friend that also allegedly abused Pam when she was a child. Oh, my God. At another point, she said that she had accidentally killed marlena and then that same family friend she called him to be like yo help me hide the body and that he helped her so like implicating him in the murder as well yeah and then at another point she was like oh no it was just him what the fuck Only him why right? why does she have so many stories as to what happened now i'm suspicious <laughs> now so <laughs> well before you were like well she was in a psych ward so maybe yeah maybe medicine and i was like okay that's maybe acting <laughs> <laughs> And scene. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where it gets really weird. Okay. As if it wasn't weird enough before. Yeah, it's fucking weird. So there were multiple sightings of Marlena. What? Yeah. The first one was in Memphis, Tennessee, six days after her disappearance, a hundred miles from her home, at a hair salon. These two women, one in her 20s and one in her 60s, went in with two little kids, a little boy and a little girl. Uh And the little girl cried throughout the whole haircut and was saying, I want mommy. I want to go home. Oh, my God. Neither of the two women. Yeah, fucking terrifying, right? Let her go home. Neither of the two women tried to console her. And the older of the two women eventually said, be a good girl, Marlena, and we'll take you to the movies. Oh, shit. So... That same day, the hairdresser that was cutting Marlena's hair, well, quote-unquote Marlena's hair, Gail, she went to the store during her break and saw a newspaper with Marlena's picture on it and recognized her as the little girl that she gave the haircut to. And she was, like, all up in her face. Yeah, exactly. She's staring at her fucking cutting bangs or whatever. Yeah. So she called the police and showed the hairdresser with the station next to hers, whose name was Janice. Mm -hmm. She showed her... The newspaper picture, who also identified the little girl from earlier 
as Dang. the girl in the picture. Yeah. What? So she wasn't dead yet. Nope. Okay. Marlena's grandpa, Wade, he went full fucking Liam Neeson. <laughs> and went Go to, Wade. Yeah, and went to meet the hairstylist and undergo his own investigation. He found a waitress in town who matched the description of the younger woman in the salon. Oh, shit. And apparently, this woman had left town the morning after Marlena's disappearance and then came back several days later. So, like, uh, you're fucking unaccounted for during this time, yeah. right? Yeah, pretty fucking fishy. Wade asked both Gail and Janice to come to the restaurant where the waitress worked, and they identified her as the younger woman with oh, Marlena. Oh, shit. Well, Marlena. Yeah. Air quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The person who they think is Marlene. Yeah. <laughs> so then Wade brought the two hairdressers six pictures of little boys as a makeshift photo lineup. Oh my god, this guy really is like full on going yeah, for it. He's straight Liam Neesoning this shit. So then both women picked the same picture as the little boy they saw that day with the waitress, the older lady, and Marlena. Uh-huh. It was the waitress's son. Oh! <gasps> bum 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 bum! Side note: I have no idea how he got a picture of the little boy, <laughs> or the other little boys for that matter. I imagine like everything is a small town, so I guess. But is he like fucking telescope lensing, fucking from his car? This little kid, like snapshot, little fucking action shots. Yeah, and then the other little kids, he's just like Google searching. This is in the eighty-seven, so probably not. No, like, definitely not Google searching. <laughs> like little boy, about I, six. Maybe years he old. just went to the local library and has like the like elementary school picture That's yearbook. So fucking creepy. I don't know. I would do that shit if I had nothing else to do. Listen, my I'm not judging. Babies went missing. Yeah, this guy's a pro, though. I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I will find you. So then, investigators questioned the waitress and gave her a polygraph test, and she said that she was never in the salon and hadn't seen Marlena, and she passed sure. the test. Of course she did. Of course she did. Because we know those aren't very accurate. Yeah, but. Gail and Janice, the two hairdressers, started getting threatening phone calls to the salon. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. like right after all this went down and oh, someone fuck. was saying that they knew where they and their families lived. Yeah, fuck that noise. Yeah, and they believed that they were being threatened because they helped, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So then in September 1989, another tip came in. That one pretty much fell flat. Just the tip? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Amy Spoon from Lenore City, Tennessee, which is across the state, claimed that she had seen Marlena in a department store. Amy was in the store with her own children when a little girl started to play with them. Uh-huh. I mean, I thought that was kind of weird, but then again, I can kind of remember playing with random kids when yep. I was little. Yeah, were you like hiding in the racks and you're like, hello! Yeah. <laughs> Where'd like, you come from? Like a Mrs. Doubtfire their ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My name is Stacy. <laughs> you are lucky you weren't kidnapped. Uh, seriously. So then the little girl's mom came to get her to leave, and it appeared to Amy that the little girl didn't want to go with her. Aw. But, I mean. Yeah, that's true. As a little kid, you're like, I don't want to go yet. Yeah, I'm not done. I just got new friends. One more minute. Yeah. That's what my kid says to me all the time. One more minute. One more minute. He's still working on it. Oh, my God, that's adorable. Yeah, I'm like, you're pooping. You're not working on anything. It's done. <laughs> One more minute. Working still it. working on it. <laughs> so cute. So then 10 days later, Amy saw a flyer about Marlena and was convinced that she was the little girl in the store. Uh -huh. And her kid, her son, who was playing, playing with Marlena, with was like, yeah, that's her. Dang. And then... That makes me happy that she's maybe not dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and That's then... not good acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold, hold your applause till the end. <laughs> so then the last sighting of Marlena came in 1990 from Nevada. Wow. But obviously none of these sightings could be confirmed. Yeah. And so all this time, Pam, Marlena's mom, was free, right? Uh-huh. She moved to Kentucky and had another son named Casey. Maybe she shouldn't be allowed to have kids for a while. She already had. She had Marlena. She had the stepkid. She had the four-month-old that lived with them. And yeah. then now she has this Casey, right? Oh, gosh. So when I was researching on this, uh -huh. there was a Reddit thread that was like, um, the bigger mystery here is why wasn't she on birth control? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, someone sterilize her. Maybe not. I don't know, because that's really sad if she didn't, didn't do anything. Had nothing to be involved with. But yeah. some people should be sterile. Well, hold your opinions till the end. So, <laughs> okay. She moved to Kentucky, had this other son named Casey. 
And then on April 22nd, 2002, so this is six days after the 15-year anniversary of Marlena's disappearance. Oh my gosh, okay. Pam told her 12-year-old son that she had a surprise for him. Okay. She blindfolded him and brought him to a cemetery. What the fuck? Had him sit by a grave marker that said, son. This isn't a good surprise so far. And stabbed him three (gasps) times in the (gasps) neck and shoulder. (gasps) Why? Fucking why? What? He was like, yo, no thank you. And he took off. He lived? Yeah, he was able (gasps) to get away. He said, no thank you. He probably didn't. I was, um. (laughs) Improvising? Yep. That was improv acting. Oh, dude. <laughs> Your acting skills are on point today. I thought he was it's in a the very room. polite young man. <laughs> um, no thank you, mother. Um yo, no thank you. <laughs> oh my so, god. Yeah, he lives with his dad now. I don't know okay, about now because this good. is two thousand two, but <laughs> that was an gentle segue. <laughs> His mom stabbed him in the neck a couple times. He lives with his dad now. <laughs> so good. Okay. Well, listen. <laughs> Sorry, it just really got me. <laughs> uh, shit. So Pam was arrested and charged with attempted murder. Yes. And she claimed that she blacked out and had no memory of stabbing I'm her son. over this chick. Right? I don't give a fuck what she claims. So I think you're probably right in saying that some people shouldn't procreate <laughs> and she should probably be one of them. She should be sterile. So she pleaded no contest to second degree assault instead of uh, first degree murder. That is not just assault. Or assault. attempted murder. Sorry. Assault is like... Uh, Stabbing a person three times in the neck and the shoulder? No. <laughs> so much worse. It's like attempted murder. Yeah, it is like attempted murder. I feel like murder. assault is like, I bashed your fucking knees out with this fucking, what's it called? Louisville you, Tanya Slugger. Harding? <laughs> yeah, Tanya Harding to your ass. That's assault. Yeah, that That's is assault. That's intense assault, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, she apparently got it pled down to this bitch. second degree assault. Second she's degree, not even first degree. What did you just say? <laughs> I yelled, it's because she's got tits. Oh, probably. Chicks get away with so much more. Listen, I saw a picture of her, and she looked like a classic <laughs> mom from 1987. Oh, okay. With the big hair and the bangs, and then like a thick tank top. Yeah. <laughs> like a thick strap tank top, and like, does she, have, does she work out? Those are some shoulders. Oh. Yeah, she's, she's like that kind of lady. And she looked mad. So she was sentenced to 10 years in prison. That's it? For yep. stabbing her own son in the neck a couple of times? Yep. Okay. He lived. Gotta kill people And to no get one the was real. like, maybe we should check back in on this bitch on this kid thing. It's also interesting to note that Casey's dad lobbied for Pam's early release in 2004, saying that he wouldn't be afraid to have her with his kids again, <gasps> and that Casey was no longer afraid of his mom. He's stupid. Yeah. She's been released. Stop it. Yep. Although... How are this- those shoulders looking? <laughs> I haven't seen her recently. I didn't see a more recent picture. But the stabbing did cause the police to reopen Marlena's case. Good. And they now believe that Pam probably had something to do with it. Mm, you think? But they can't prove it, so she hasn't been arrested or charged oh, for it. Oh, my God. And they've never found Marlena? Nope. Not but even she a body. still could be charged for it or arrested and charged for it or whatever because yeah, she was never charged for it in the beginning. So yeah, it could be like, like double like, jeopardy or anything. Yeah. But here's the thing, though, is like, Especially these old cases, it's hard for them to do anything without a body. Yeah, or any kind of DNA. And then, like, even if there was DNA in the house, they might not have known what they were looking for because it was in 87. Yeah. So if there was, like, I don't know, blood somewhere in the house or something, they might not have realized or known. Caught it. Like. What the fuck? To lick in a fucking drain. I don't know. She for sure did something. Yeah, she, I, if anything, she knows. Yes. What happened. But do, I think that she probably did something. Do you think the little girl's alive and he and she literally sold her to someone? Or... I don't. What do you I, think about all those sightings? I think the sightings were probably just false. Yeah. I think that she probably took Marlena somewhere, like with her son. Has she took him to a cemetery? Oh. I, I think she probably similar. did dump the body in the river. I think that she probably did it off-site somewhere. That, like, like she took Marlena away, killed her somewhere else, and then dumped her body in the river, and then came home and was like, oh, that's so crazy. She was just playing in the yard. She's gone now. That's and then crazy. maybe just remembered this guy in the grocery store with the red car and everything and was uh... like, hey, uh, I saw a red car driving away. And then her stepson and the store owner were like, oh, yeah, I saw a red car earlier. 
you know like yeah yeah like oh tying it all together yeah it's just crazy to me that someone could go do that in like an hour and then come back and be like i'm gonna call the cops and be like totally normal yeah yeah i couldn't imagine trying to play the fucking no grieving mother or whatever like right after you just did it maybe it's easier to conjure up those emotions because you just did some shit because you felt bad about it oh my god that's fucking awful yeah pretty fucked up though, obviously right? she didn't feel that bad though because she just tried to do it to her other son exactly well that's why i think that she did something to marlena is because she fucking tried again oh my god that poor son and he was like oh i'm not afraid of her anymore well he... according to the dad yeah which is maybe not a good thing that he lives with the dad and he was 16 14 12 12 i this poor kid has to know what it feels like to be stabbed at the age of 12 because of a yeah, shitty ass by mother. your mom so good that he ran away yeah what the fuck yeah well okay here's the other thing is that pam was probably like oh this will work because i did this before right but Uh like a four-year-old can't fight you off like a 12-year-old boy can yeah because a 12-year-old boy is essentially a man i mean he's like (laughs) because we're like taller than me you know (laughs) we're like beauty yeah 12 year old boy is full of muscles Well, because we're like six-year-old kids. <laughs> is if I were in a fight with a twelve-year-old boy, I probably wouldn't win. Like, it would there's be a, a seventy-thirty chance yeah. that he's going to come out on top. He'd get some good pops in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. I think that she felt overconfident in her abilities because of maybe possibly getting away with something previously. Oh my gosh! Why would you do that? What was her plan? I don't know. Oh my gosh! And in front of a, a grave marker that had "son" inscribed yeah, on it, like weird. First of all, I'm 14 and this is edgy, right? Yeah. Like that's just <laughs> some. Why are we here, mom? Yeah, what a terrible surprise. Yeah, what are you doing? What the fuck? It's just kind of cringy. Well, goddamn, goddamn, that's crazy. Yeah, that's my story. Thanks, Summer. I had never heard it before, and it I had neither blew my mind. Yeah, that one's still... I'm, like, over here mulling it over still. <laughs> yeah, because she's out. She's just fucking cruising around. That's she might have another kid. You don't know. Oh, my I don't know. God. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully not, because that fucking... kid's probably in danger. Yeah. Yeah, what about all of her other kids? She didn't want to kill those? Right? Well, the stepdad probably was like, oh, shit, she's crazy. Oh, and stepdad's then... like, not this one. Yeah, not this one. Little four-month-old baby. That's oh, so my God. It's so fucking sick, man. Yeah. I don't understand these mothers who go crazy and kill their kids. Yeah, I don't either. Summer also was talking about her mom saying that it was, like, a really nice neighborhood and everything. Like, you didn't lock your doors and kids played outside all the time. Like, not the neighborhood that you would think something fucking nefarious would happen in. Yeah. Well, shit. That was an interesting-ass one. Yeah. Thanks, Summer. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of listeners and shit. I have uh, wait. Speaking what? of listeners and shit, fucking yeah. Samantha also mailed us some stuff. <gasps> she made us some motherfucking homemade decals. Ooh, oh my god, they're so awesome! They are so awesome. I love them. I was so Thank excited. Thank you so much. I was so fucking pumped when I saw them. I was like, oh my god, I feel famous. Even you though it's s- your quote. <laughs> <laughs> you sent pictures and I was driving, and then you were like, I couldn't see them. And then your next message was like, bitch, I know you're reading this. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I'm trying to get home. <laughs> I was so excited, though. I can't wait to see them in person. I haven't seen them yet. Yeah, and you I have to show me the letters. I know. They're downstairs. I have to read them. You do. I'm so excited. But they're awesome. And thank you so much. And you have no idea. Both of you, Samantha and Summer, have no idea how happy I was to Yay! get fucking mail in a goddamn P.O. box. <laughs> it wasn't just junk mail for once. Yeah. Big I finally day. threw away a zoo thing for the previous P.O. owner. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to return it so many times, and they didn't. I was like, guess these people aren't going to the fucking zoo then. They're not getting the no. zoo passes. Not for a discount anyway. No. They'll Deal have to find it. it elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, since we're here, let's just go ahead and give a couple shout outs. All right. For some shit that has happened over the last week. Who else we got? We have some sweet iTunes shout outs. These people left us really awesome iTunes reviews. Hell yeah, they did. Thanks, guys. Woo woo. Our listeners are the fucking best. Hell yeah, they are. So thanks, Rihanna One. Jess is a hot mess. Ooh. <laughs> I like Ravina and Seabrill. What's up? Seabrill. <laughs> and then Facebook, we have some shout outs. B Lake, Kimberly Kazmierski Bassett, and Honor Brooks. What's up, they guys? They sent us some Facebook Ladies. love. And then Gmail, we have Rihanna Cordero, who sent us her very own video of Buck. Oh my god, I saw that. It made me so happy. <laughs> I opened it at like 11 at night and I started giggling because his goofy ass run made me so happy. Just for every, all of our listeners out there, we get this email from Rihanna and she's like, 
just so you know, your stereotypes about Buck. And I, like, started getting sweaty. Like, oh, my God, someone hates Someone's us. offended. Because we said some fucked up shit. She's like, they're absolutely correct. <laughs> and then she goes on about how her dog is probably probably inbred and would eat a stick of butter <laughs> she had some fucking funny ass jokes and then her dog's name is buck <laughs> and he's adorable i love him i, need I want to pet, him. pet that little face yeah so that's our shout outs for this week and if we miss anybody we love you that's true we love you uh but also some corrections that i've been needing to do one of them i've been needing to do for a long time and i ignored it for a long time because i always forgot it but i actually noticed it after we had recorded and we were listening to it before we published it oh yeah but i was just like ah eh, fuck it but then i've been called on it a couple times so <laughs> i'll address it when i did the episode about Brittany michelle tiger mm-hmm. the uh indigenous woman who was murdered yep i kept saying ada ohio like the whole fucking episode and it's definitely in oklahoma not ohio son of a bitch i would also like to say that my notes say oklahoma you just pregnancy brain the shit out of it just said ohio the whole goddamn time so anybody who lives in ada and knows it's in goddamn oklahoma (laughs) i know it too i'm sorry (laughs) from the bottom of my heart and that I've let it go this long. Listen, it's not our first mistake. It won't be our last. No, it won't. And then also, Armon, our fucking media guy. What are we calling him? Well, he's a professional photographer, but, yeah. you know, I'd call him he's, a media guy, probably. He does, like, our audio fucking shit and helps us out. Yeah, he did stuff. our promo. He's really professional. He's super awesome. Not last episode, but the episode before last, yep. where the guy took pictures of his, like, fiancé that he was torturing on the glass table. And, like, kept him in the fucking Mel. baseboards or whatever. Yeah, Mel. Mel Ignato. Yeah. That guy, I said in the podcast that he took pictures with 33 millimeter film, but it was 35 millimeter film, and Armand took great offense to this. <laughs> also, like to say, my notes say 35. Uh-huh. And yeah. now I have corrected myself. All right. Touche. Touche. <laughs> In case anybody was that tore up about it. Yeah. 33 millimeter film. I can't even follow the story. <laughs> you know, Armand was stewing on it. Yeah. Armand. Okay. I hope this helps you feel better. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, it's been another exciting episode. One for the books. Yep. A fun one. A great one. A murder one. Murder one. A one about a murder. A one about a murder. A one about a murder. <laughs> a one about a murder. <laughs> Oh, God. All right, people. She's just going to keep singing if I don't end this. So follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. at We got Instagram. You said that last time. Okay. We still have Instagram. So excited. (laughs) At ISGD Podcast. And you can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Check out some sweet pictures. They're probably not sweet, but they yeah. are pictures that Stacy works very hard to put on the website, mm-hmm. and they relate to the case and shit. You guys, I've seen some shit from trying to look up these pictures. She really has, and I always forget to check it. And then when I finally do, I'm like, ooh. And those are the censored ones. Yeah. I don't want to Google your shit. I've seen so many things. Yeah. Yeah. And every time I get pissed, and Lee's like, stop doing it. I'm like, I have to. Well, that's at isgdpodcast.com. And yep. you can longhand letter me at Please. Uh, P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Yep. Subscribe, rate, and review. Yep. Do that. Tell people about us. It really helps us, and we get so fucking excited every time we see good reviews. Yep. Tell us about us. Yeah, tell <laughs> us about us. We like to hear about us. Uh-huh. That's why we have a podcast. Yep. <laughs> what and am we- I doing this week? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> and if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from our good friend over at October Pod. It broadcasts at 1.38 a.m. from the very center of hell. October Pod. Finally, a retro horror show which offers to bold individualists a look into the maddening space between nightmare and nostalgia. True horror stories and found footage beyond anything you've tested. October Pod. Offered by OctoberPodVHS.com in black and white and color. <laughs>
caution. To avoid fainting, keep repeating. It's only on YouTube. Only on YouTube. Only on YouTube. Only on YouTube. Stream as much as you can.